Hello world, it's time to cue the coach. The world we are living in today has been spiraling out of control for decades in such a way that we are all losing our minds, risking our health daily, and choking on the ashes of a dying paradigm. You don't want to continue living in fear or in conformity to someone else's version of reality, do you? I know I'm done, and I've been done for quite some time now. Wellness needs an advocate. Holistic health, that is. It's time that we rise to the challenge of creating a brand new world with the fiery passion of a phoenix rising from the ashes. What beautiful essence do you possess that this world desperately needs? On this podcast, that is what we are here to find out. Together, let's unlock the pure potential from within. And as Gandhi said, let's be the change we wish to see in this world. And here we go. Episode 34, A Word to Corporate America. Hello out there, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Cue the Coach, the podcast. I am your host, Michael Malik, and today's topic is going to be a little something different. Kind of. <laughs> so I'd like to address a topic that I'm proudly marching forward into myself because of the world that we're living in today. For far too long, our society here in America has been one that is apparently looked at as greedy, selfish, and serving the upper class, while society works harder, longer, and to ends that are leaving our soils depleted, our oceans polluted, and our air quality compromised, especially where I currently live in New Jersey. Now, I realize that a lot of these problems are systemic worldwide, and there are plenty of other countries out there that have been just as guilty as a lot of this stuff as our own. However, it's really time that we just kind of focus in a little bit on not just what is ours to do, but what is going on, and, and, and be aware of it, and be realistic about the fact that we can't just say, ah, this will never change. I'm not going to be able to do anything about it, so why should I really talk about it? Why should I even bother? And the, and the reality is, is, most of us complain about this stuff on a very regular basis, which is why I wanted to bring this topic up, because it does happen, it is being talked about, but it's being talked about in a very directed way. So when I was a kid, growing up in this country and in this state, New Jersey, I remember hearing that New Jersey was considered the garden state. Ironically, this statement was made by a man named Abraham Browning from Camden, New Jersey. And has everyone, has anyone ever been to Camden in New Jersey? I mean, it is definitely, aside from the aquarium, there is definitely nothing in that city that comes close to looking like a garden. And there are many other cities like Irvington, West Patterson, Trenton, and Newark that are just as devastated. Now, this man at the time, Browning, had said, as I quote from www.state.nj.us, our garden state is an immense barrel filled with good things to eat and open at both ends, with Pennsylvanians grabbing from one end and New Yorkers from the other. 
Now, I realize there's also some controversy that Ben Franklin may have actually been the one that first compared us, first called us a garden state. But that detail's really mild as far as this topic is concerned, even though I love Ben Franklin. <laughs> Certainly do. But uh, the article also goes on to say that although it was approved to add this slogan to license plates, that New Jerseyans had no reason to hold this state in high regard as anything spectacular in regards to gardening or farming. Now, ain't that the truth? Now, I will say that New Jersey has been a beautiful place to grow up in regardless. I mean, within one hour's time, right, you can drive to the mountains, the beach, Indian reservations, farmlands, lakes, streams, rivers, or to either Philadelphia or New York City. Traveling through the state was always amazing, both as a kid and as a young adult driver. Now, I've seen and experienced so much here, and I love so many things about this state. I really do, and I have. From canoeing to hiking, to going to the beach with my family or my friends or myself, going to the lakes, canoeing and kayaking, of course, is one of the one of the really big favorites of mine, but it's more and more difficult to enjoy these days. So, I mean, a lot of these things, right? There's not so much to enjoy about these days. Now, I mean, in today's New Jersey, Amazon, for example, owns 14 fulfillment centers, 21 Whole Foods stores, and one Amazon hub locker, hub locker, whatever that is. That's in just New Jersey alone. The roads everywhere are flooded with tractor trailers. Major accidents and road construction projects that seem to go on for years at a time, while never seeming to improve traffic flow anywhere. So I'm not sure what sense any of it makes. It's just like a, a rat race. And the state has become so congested that it's difficult to travel anywhere. COVID actually gave us a welcome break within this past year, rather than being a tragedy. However, I wish that it kept us on the right track, but I'm clearly seeing already in this early summer that it hasn't really phased anyone one bit. It's all still the same. And we've become so overpopulated that even when you try to go to the beach, a park, or a lake, there's no peace between the lawnmowers, the planes, the trucks, and rice burner race cars that are all over my neighborhood. There's a constant noise pretty much anywhere you go. People are driving over 100 miles per hour up and down the freeway like maniacs weaving in and out of cars all day and all night long. Now, I'm not trying to be extremely negative here. I'm just stating the facts of reality that I see day in and day out. I'm a very positive person. I have this coaching program. I constantly talk about positive things. So this, for this to upset me this much at this point in my life, after I've lived here my entire life, I, you know, I, I hope that somebody takes some heed to it and actually listens to it. That, that matters, right? Um, you matter. If you're listening to it, you absolutely matter. But I mean, somebody that can actually make a difference, somebody that's going to take some of this knowledge and information and take a stand to help us out here and to really make some forward progress. For me, I'm just talking about it because in, in my mind it has to do with holistic health because it has to do with mental health and our environment and emotional stability of the people that live here, right? 
all of this stuff is really important. And when a, when a state is overburdened, overcongested, overpopulated, and overwhelmed with everything, and there's no room to breathe anywhere, that's a problem, guys. And there's a lot of cities that are like this. And we're at this breaking point. So at least yesterday, speaking of positivity, for the first time in years, I went to a plant nursery because we were going to look for a rhododendron bush and plant a couple other things in the, in the yard. And uh, I saw hundreds of honeybees pollinating plants. And that was for the first time that, for me, that was the first time in almost a decade that I saw a whole bunch of honeybees just doing their thing, leaving us alone. I could have stuck my hand right in the middle of it. They would have left me alone and been just focused on pollinating those plants. That was awesome. And then another positive thing is during the COVID time, it seemed like the air quality began to improve. Traffic was down to a minimum. There was hardly any accidents. There was hardly any construction projects going on. There was hardly any tractor trailers for a while. There was so much less congestion, beeping, honking, FUs out the windows. So much had calmed down. The, the sky and the clouds looked more beautiful. The water started to run cleaner. The birds started to sing louder. Like everything was starting to feel normal to me. While everything else in the world was breaking down, I was taking a deep breath. I don't know about the rest of you. I don't know how anybody else is out there. But I was just like, oh, it sucks that it took a deadly pandemic to do this, but damn, this feels nice being able to drive from one spot to the next you know, without being overwhelmed with all these other people around. So it was nice for a short time. But yet I, I fear that the lessons COVID could have taught us as a society are being severely neglected. We've had a chance to see what it's like to slow down and dial into what's most important, to reharmonize with nature and ensure that we have a healthier population that's more resilient to the next pandemic. That was things we could have, we could have really stayed focused on, right? Because make no mistake, there will be more pandemics coming. There will be more chaos coming. Yet, during this pandemic, the COVID, apparently the government paid people more to stay home than to work. And so now, all these places are hiring and nobody wants to go to work because they're getting paid more to sit home on their ass, right? That's craziness, that is absolute craziness. So instead of being more focused on health, many took to the couches to junk food and Uber Eats and Grubhub and things like that and just got even lazier and just sat in their house all day long making all kinds of money to just sit there and veg out. When they did go out, people trashed nature, including adding to the trash with gloves and masks that were being discarded as well. And that really, that really disturbed me. It really disturbed me to, to think that we couldn't wake up in that moment and not act like children that are uncivilized children. You know, I mean, that's really disgraceful and sad. I mean, the ground is littered with this stuff everywhere. It's almost surreal to me how naive we've been here in New Jersey, you know, during this pandemic. It really is, it's sad. I'm kind of ashamed and embarrassed. So what does all this have to do with corporate America? Because that's what I started out, right? A word to corporate America. 
Well, for starters, there seems to be job openings everywhere, like I said, and restaurant owners tell me that they can't even seem to hire people because, like I said, it turns out the government is paying people more money to stay home than the average job pays people to work a 40-hour work week if a job is even willing to put you to work for 40 hours a week. So many of them are part-time in this state. It seems to have started with a total lack of living wage increases over the last 10 years or even more, though. So this is a long-lasting thing that has been building up and building up and building up. And you wonder why people want to sit at home on their couch by the time they have the opportunity to. On top of that, at least I hope that finally people are starting to maybe wake up and don't want to return to a job that contributes to, you know, things that we don't need. You know, they, they, maybe they want a, a job that's meaningful to them now. This is my hope, right, that society wants, that the people want to focus on our needs again and slow down and harmonize with nature. At the very least, people in this consumer-driven society are dependent upon money. And when gas prices and food prices rise while your paycheck doesn't, who wants to go back to work if you're getting paid more to sit home? Right? I can't even blame people for that, honestly. You have to ask yourself, why can't corporations afford to pay people enough money to live off of? If they can operate in this state, why can't they afford to pay people enough money so that they can pay their bills, pay their taxes, and afford to live in a house? New Jersey has an opportunity to finally become the Garden State if corporate America would just start to view it that way as well. You can't afford to pay us? Fine. Well, find ways to batten down the hatches and close doors that you no longer need then and pay your people more to do jobs that we actually need right now remotely. We still have enough lush marshlands, farmland, and nature preserves to ignite a revolution of change for the better if our officials and corporations would just get on board with reality. Help us out. We don't need more townhouses at $600,000 a pop with a low-income housing section attached to it, right? Because that seems to be the new big trend here, these brand-new, huge townhouse developments. But they have to at least have two or, two or three buildings dedicated to low-income housing, while the rest of them are paying $600,000. Now, that to me says bring people from other countries in here whose money is worth more than an American dollar, and they trade it in, and they can afford this $600,000 to live here instead of taking care of the people that live here. And I'm not saying I'm poo-pooing on immigration. If you want to move to this country, I am all for it. It's perfectly fine. But we do need to figure out how to fit everybody comfortably. When we're overpopulated and overcongested the way we are, it's not working out so well. You know, so on top of that, they're also building more strip malls and more office parks, and then they get closed down. Up the, these businesses can't even afford to operate out of these, you know, high rents for these, these strip malls. We also don't need massive pharmaceutical campuses to house representatives that fly from state to state and country to country to have half-hour business meetings and fancy dinners on corporate credit cards. That last one comes from when I was driving for both Lyft and Uber the year before the pandemic. I cannot tell you how many backseat conversations I had in which my passengers bragged about their lush lifestyles. And after the pandemic hit, they all magically began working remotely with ease. A little less first-class flying and $100 steak wine dinners, but steak and wine dinners, but oh, oh well. Sorry, not really. 
I'm not sorry. Focus on what matters for once instead. Focus on helping people, genuinely helping people now. We need that. We need to help each other here. So we have, as I said, we have a unique opportunity here that we just might miss if these corporations and government officials don't get on board with us. Instead of chain restaurants ordering their supplies from out of state and from animal farms where animals are treated poorly and pumped full of antibiotics, we can restore our farmlands to grow whole food crops and provide farm-to-table services in cooperation with local mom-and-pop businesses instead of subsidizing GMO soy and cornfields for animal feed nationwide. And then our government can instead subsidize urban farming projects and begin supporting small businesses in these urban communities that have been struggling. So then they could source most of their ingredients locally and work together and foster that cooperation within the state or at least surrounding states, right? We were the garden state where we were the barrel for Pennsylvania and New York. Well, let's make that a reality, right? Let's all work together in that scenario instead of it being a standing still bridge and a standing still tunnel with astronomical tolls, let's make it actually a reality that we're all bridged together and we're working together. And instead of paying people to stay home, we could be paying them to clean up the streets, waterways, oceans, and farmlands. We could nearly eliminate industrial farming equipment, especially tilling machinery that's destroying our soil and turning it into unusable dirt. And we can hire people to work hard, satisfying manual labor jobs that, that help people to understand what it's like to be connected with nature and to work hard for a living. I myself just got done planting life-affirming plants and trees and hauling stone all day long in my own backyard um, this past weekend. And let me tell you, even in near 100 degree heat, while I was drenched in sweat, at the end of the day, sitting back and looking at the work my family did together, all day was extremely satisfying. Even all of my muscles that ached for the next two days, it, I was satisfied. I felt good from a hard day's work. Now, these are just a few ideas, and I hope to be able to provide momentum to entrepreneurs that think along these lines. Feed off of it, right? Get the juices pumping along these lines. I'm not saying that every idea that I have is perfect, that every thought that comes across my mind is great. I know better than many, to not trust my first thought. And this isn't my first thought. This is a lot of long-standing thoughts and ideas that have come across that I've, I've just been, my mind has been blown. I just shake my head and it's like, I'm not being completely naive unless by being naive you mean, you know, I refuse to believe that people in power will not act appropriately and actually work intelligently in our favor. If that's being naive, then yes, I guess I am, because I'm really hoping that that's the change. I mean, how much longer can we do the things we've been doing before everything breaks entirely? So I have a dream that I am stuck steadfast to, to see a world that is not stressed to the brink of destruction, but one that is co-creating with nature and local businesses to allow people of all income levels to thrive. I dream of a world in which the sounds of nature dominate human activity rather than the sounds of traffic and commercial landscaping equipment annihilating my ears day after day. I dream of a garden state in which our streams are clean enough to drink from, where wildflowers are blooming everywhere, honeybees are pollinating wildly, and the food I eat in restaurants is grown within 20 miles of any given restaurant. 
I dream of animals grazing the landscape as they're cared for 100% naturally and organically, spread out between populated areas. I dream of old buildings being renovated to support urban garden, gardening projects, like I've seen in the movie The Need to Grow. Check that one out, it's very, very cool. And to some, perhaps this dream sounds ridiculous and irrational, like I said. Yet, the state I grew up in had massive potential. And I've instead watched farmlands torn down in favor of townhouses and strip malls. And I've watched as real estate has become a job you can get out of a Cracker Jack box. I mean, really, people that I knew that I worked with in so many different avenues of life, within less than a year, they had their real estate license and they're out there selling stuff. And it's like, there's other people going to school for four years and eight years for careers that have to do with finance and building and you know, construction and, and landscaping and all of that stuff, you know, and, and yet you can sell $600,000 townhouses after you've gotten your license as a real estate agent a year later. It's kind of crazy. So real estate has become a booming orgiastic enterprise and it's worn out its welcome here, truthfully. And I know I'm not alone here. It's only a matter of time before foreclosures, bankruptcies, and homelessness become an undeniable reality for not just homeowners, but small business owners as well. And on top of that, many of these townhouses are not being sold, and businesses can't afford the rent in the onslaught of strip malls, like I said earlier. So, you know, come on, man. I see hundreds of businesses close and buildings being left to waste everywhere, up and down the state. Enough is enough. As I said, I'm kind of ashamed to live in this state with what it's become, but I can't move out. You know, I got, I got kids here. I have responsibilities. I have a life that I, I really love. I'm just frustrated with my surroundings, and I don't want to just tuck tail and run out of here, truthfully. I feel like it's, you know, I, I tell people when they're, you know, I say that I get frustrated with, with you know, people moving from one country to another sometimes only because it's, well, I, my country sucks, so I'm going to come live in yours where it's the land of the free, you know, and then <laughs> there's nothing that really changes, you know, for, for them um, other than their real estate, right? So, I mean, enough is enough, like I said. Property taxes and inflation have never been worse than they are now, and for what? so we can all pile on top of each other and sit in traffic everywhere we go? No, no thank you. This sucks. So our best defense is to remove ourselves from being considered the consumer class and for us to become the grassroots small business class and stewards of the garden state. That means buying locally, supporting our farms in huge ways, supporting our farmers and supporting local farm-to-table restaurants means getting off your ass, off of government handouts, and out to work on farms, with nature conservatories, and on waking people up to live meaningful lives. Don't just sit there and take up space, people. We don't have any more space to take up. So it means thinking with a larger consciousness while living with less crap. It means thinking about providing humanity with a survivable future over chasing big paychecks and corporate flights, dinners, and parties. It means planting flowers and trees that welcome animals and bugs that support a lush landscape and clean air quality while scrapping that perfect green grass, harmful pesticides, and toxic farm runoff. 
It means turning off the mainstream news media and opening your eyes to what is yours to do right in front of your face. What is yours to do? Open your eyes. Stop staring at a screen to figure out what's yours to do because it's not, most often it's not off something that has anything to do with you. Control your own narrative. Wake up to what really needs to be done, not the illusion of what needs to be done. So here's a big one and a really tough pill to swallow because I love, I always did love the Jersey Shore. But now aside from it being retardedly expensive to park, to get on the beach, and to eat, the commercial fishing that we're doing all over the world, including New Jersey, needs to really end. And I realize, like I said, that's a tough pill to swallow because there's a lot of people's livelihoods that ride on that and they'd be pissed at me. But we need to pivot to local small fishing boats that don't use large catch nets that create so much bykill that our oceans are nearly barren of the aquatic life that keeps our oceans healthy. Now, if you do work in commercial fishing and you have a company that does not use these large catch nets and doesn't have a whole bunch of bykill, I am totally open to hearing what you have to say. I really don't want to talk about trying to destroy anybody's livelihood, but honestly, we have to think about the future here. And if we think about the future, that bykill stuff is not even, it just can't happen anymore. So if we work together to restore our fish stocks and the health of our waterways, we can rely on family members to actually catch our dinners and cook from home more often again. We could spend quality time with family and restoring the true American spirit of freedom and family. Individuals could also get paid to deliver their catching crops to local restaurants. You know, more people could be put to work when there's more individual entrepreneurial spirit going on here. So my message to corporate America is, get back to supporting the world locally rather than globally. Pivot funding to life-sustaining projects only and away from encouraging the world to pop a pill, grow more tired, weary, and lazy. We're not all dumb and stupid here. We want to help. We want to be a part of something real. But too many people have allowed you to run them into the ground instead of helping life. Clean up this beautiful earth we live on and let Mother Nature kick some ass. If we could do this even for just one year, our world could thrive like never before. If we can't do it, then in just a few years, we may instead be engaged in civil war, disease, separation, and finally, the death of not only the human race, but mass extinction. I mean, this is real. I, I would love to just throw all my positive thinking and prayer at it and say, well, if my positive thinking and prayer doesn't do anything, then I guess this is just meant to be. We're all meant to go extinct. I think not. I think the human spirit is deeper and stronger than that. And I don't have all the answers, but like I said, all I'm doing right here is trying to spread the message of, of a hope that we, we can and should be doing something about it as a whole. And I'm hoping that just putting my voice out there is just another voice towards the energy of change. Because the time to joke or bury our heads in the sand about this is over. And we're nearly out of time. So once again, I have a dream. 
How many of you are willing to step up into this new dream with me and create change on the scale, even beyond the dreams of Martin Luther King Jr., who first said that, I have a dream, as a famous speech? And so that we not only see each other as equals, regardless of our skin color, but that we can support one another in love, hope, faith, freedom, and prosperity. Can we do that? And make no mistake, I think black lives matter to me as, as much as anybody else does, and I definitely, definitely do not demean the absolutely profound shift that needs to happen as far as black lives are concerned. I'm 100% aware that that is a reality, that there's, there's trouble there. But the mess that the racism has made of this movement saddens me, saddens me. it really does. Just be careful to not be so quick to judge each person that you meet that's a different skin color of you as, as racist, and be careful not to be racist just because somebody has a personality that you don't like. It's okay for us to be different. Now, I'm grateful for Martin Luther's dream, and I love my darker-skinned brothers and sisters as much as anyone does. But we need to think even bigger together. The world needs us all now. If humanity dies, the reality is the world will move on and will do so much more elegantly than it has been with us on it. Now, doesn't that make you sad also? Think about it. What has humanity accomplished in the last 5,000 years that has truly made the world a more beautiful place than it was before we got here? Beyond us having homes that shelter us from the elements and annoying bugs and fancy architecture in certain places that it's beautiful to look at, what have we really accomplished? I think that the old stone structures that we can't even figure out how were built are more beautiful than half of the things that we've created. We keep people alive longer, but so many of us are sick, obese, and dependent upon modern allopathic healthcare to get to live that long. So now we're a vast growing population of sick, unhealthy people. We've gotten lazier and highly dependent upon everything being easy. For a while, that's sure, that seemed like the right move. But how about now? I mean, just try shopping for a smartphone or truly healthy food and see if it's not overwhelming with the amount of options we have. Options were good, but now we live in constant competition, corporate greed, and dependence, rather than on hard work that pays off in meaningful ways. All of our options are shitty, untested, and made of cheap, crappy material for 90% of our products, and they break down faster than they ever did before. So are more options great when they break faster and rely on consumers to beta test them rather than teams of professionals that are mostly eliminated, by the way, because now they just put stuff out and just say, oh, well, you can, you can, get, to, you can get to use it early. Be the first one to use it. You could just need to let us know how your experience was so that then somebody can go back and test it if it didn't come out perfect the first time. So when do we stop with more, 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 faster, faster, and seek gratitude and intuition as our guides into a new entrepreneurial spirit instead? This is a call to all to wake up, not to get angry and protest in the streets. I'm already frustrated. I know 
90% of the people out there in the world are frustrated. Like I said, I hear these conversations day in and day out. Oh, I can't believe the taxes. Oh, I can't believe the traffic. Oh, they never get the weather right. Oh, I can't stand that they are trying to charge so much for insulin medication. Oh, my God, it's so annoying, the stuff that you hear on the news. It's all negative, right? We all hear this stuff all day long. Everybody's complaining about it. But then when you start talking the way I'm talking, it's like, ah, oh, well, nothing's ever going to change. I just wanted to bitch. I'm going to go have a drink. I don't really care. I don't give a shit. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be the same thing anyway. Like, that is sad that our spirits are so stomped out that most of us feel that way. So it's not to get angry and protest in the streets, like I said, but to wake up and focus on what's most important for human survival. Clean water, clean air, truly healthy food and shelter, and all that works in harmony with nature rather than against it. And not having the apathetic personality to not give a shit and not try to contribute. That sucks, people. Let's rise like a phoenix out of the ashes because the world we once knew is already up in flames. We need to rise. Don't die just yet. Don't die inside before your body does. This is holistic health. This is your coach for the meaningful, the powerful, and a love of life in its most pure form. So I'm Michael Malik, your holistic health and wellness advocate, and more than anything else, I wish to see my children, my grandchildren, your children, your grandchildren, and all races live in harmony together for eons to come on this beautiful planet Earth, not just a few more decades. This message may be about my perspective of the world while I'm living in New Jersey, but the garden is everywhere. This Earth can be and should be the Garden of Eden. So let's rediscover it together. Let's see beyond money, greed, and competition and be wholly human for a change. So thank you for listening. Please share this podcast far and wide, this episode in particular, please, because the world needs all of us and it needs to hear messages such as this. Please also take the time to rate and review this podcast wherever you may be listening to it because I need your help to reach a broader audience. Goodbye for now. Namaste. Thank you.